Hi there. I'm sorry if that went right to dark. And uh, this is Jim Horanda Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. It is a live show, and if you want to, you can go to Spreaker and uh, listen to the show on Spreaker, and you can chat with us live here. I'm just going to post something on there. One like to talk. Boom. There. That's out there. We're going to do uh, one shout out right now. I've been, if the listeners, if you recall, I've been trying to uh, reach out to different towns. This was a silly attempt in getting a loyal following from. Whoa! I was just turning up the uh, music there. Sorry if that blasts in. Well, it goes out to Washington, Virginia. So, Washington, Virginia is a small. Uh, historic town in uh, Virginia, uh, not too far from the Maryland border, maybe uh, 30, 40 miles. It's about one square mile. And there's about 100 and maybe 50 people there. Unless they built a development there recently. But it's a very tiny town. Historic insignificance is one of the, the first towns surveyed by George Washington in 19, in 19 in 1749. Boy, uh, that's a way, I mean, if you're one of the, those listeners, uh, younger listeners, you'd probably say, well, that was way before I was born, so it doesn't really count. Well, it's historic. That was our first president, and he... Uh, surveyed this town and I guess not too many more people lived there than did in 1749 I um, noticed what was it about a month and a half ago that we had uh, about 400 downloads and I think uh, we've had about another 400 downloads or 300 something downloads from Washington Virginia this week, so that works out. If I do my math correctly, about a little, about six episodes per capita. So that is a lot of listening, and I, I was assured by Joel, who is in um, sequestered or quarantine in Virginia. Joel, the re. re uh, the frequent co-host, the retired psychologist who lives part of the year in Spain and part of the year in Baltimore, that it wasn't he or his family listening to this. So who's this, John? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, John. J. Ron. Hey, J. Ron. Hey, J. Ron. Wow. There is someone listening. Did I get that right? Um, let's talk, J. Ron. What are you up to? This could be a disaster or may not be a disaster. Let's see. J-Ron, you got one of those hats on like uh, uh, what the guy from Clockwork Orange. I think that was not. I don't think it was a black hat. I think they had like white derby hats. But I want to thank Washington, Virginia. Small but powerful. I was reaching out to the town in Holland, Tijuana. Uh, what do, uh, Tijuana, the... Uh, Hong Kong Gentlemen's Club there, trying to get some kind of sponsorship there. Uh, but like a regular uh, 
like any uh, club, I think Steve's trying to get on right here. And uh, I got, let me reach out to Steve, see if he's available. Uh, I was trying to get all to Steve to do the podcast and he was not available, but we're going to try it. But I, I won't repeat too much what, what was first said. Here we go. Let's see what, if he's available. Um, oh, here we go. Cheers from Canada. Yes, Orange Hat. Okay, Orange Hat it is. Very good. Uh, J-Rom, are you there? Hello. Hey, hey, Steve, you there? I'm here. Okay, yeah, I'm on one of the... Remember that chat uh, feature on uh, the um, the chat feature that uh, we had uh, on that broadcasting app? That were used? Um, is that Spreaker or something? Yeah, yeah. And there's actually someone chatting on me, a J-Ron. And this is Steve, the owner of Key Largo Comics, uh, who's on. I just started this show. I was going to – we're doing it live. Okay. So we'll see how that works out. We've been really – I have to – Florida, nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we are – J-Ron, we are broadcasting right now. I'm going to go and say J-Ron – we are broadcasting as we speak. You can tell I'm not a quick son. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing? How was your week? Uh, I was good. It was good. Yep. So, any new work. developments? You know, the um, your wife is uh, working in the restaurant, right? They opened up. Well, her restaurant did not open. She works at the smaller um, location, which mm-hmm. is still closed. So, mm. so yeah. how about this week? No, no, her location is not set to open uh, yet. It's yeah. just uh, the big location. So, she, we're still waiting. Uh, J. Ron, who uh, is chatting with us, is from Nova Scotia. And, wow. Uh, yep. And I was, uh, what's the a J. Ron? If you're listening to the show, it's probably easier if you're listening. If you could type in request, if you're listening, can you tell me that you're listening? Or are you just, I guess you got to be listening if you're chatting. So, you know, they, they sent from speaker dot, speaker.com, so J. Ron has to be listening. Um, so you could talk to Steve and I right now but it's only during the chat or if you send me your uh, phone number we could talk to you uh, I can call you so Steve uh, so it's not opening up yet not for oh listening great great J. Ron if you have any questions while we're talking please tell us and I'll respond to you so I won't type back I'm not that I'm a bad typer J. Ron so it would take a long time Uh, before you got on Steve I had mentioned Washington Virginia uh, is uh, one of the has the most downloads that I've had in a, a long time. You know, I think like 400 wow. this week and 400 a couple really? weeks ago. But there's only the census says there's only uh, 135 people as of 2010. I didn't see a, a recent census, but how long? How many people? How long would it take to take a census of a town 135? Even if it went up double, it'd be 270. So uh, it's around 135. It's only a half mile square so it's just like a downtown area 
you know, small city. Right. And they were one of the original towns surveyed by George Washington back in 1749. I got the air. I kept on saying 1949. Uh, but uh, yeah. it comes out to about six episodes per resident. No, six yeah. people. No, six ep. Yes, no, six episodes per. No, no. Let me get this right. There were, for each episode, six times was down. No. No, it is six episodes per resident. Oh, man. My math is so goddamn bad right now. You know, trying to watch these uh, infection rates and stuff like that and thinking about the percentage of how many people got infected and who didn't get affected and shit like that has really fucked up my thing. So, oh, I've been on speaker for six years. A thousand crazy peeps I met. Oh, well, great, John. Do you... Uh, this J. Ron's been on for Spreaker for six years. I've been on wow. Spreaker for three years uh, last month. And we've had, uh, God, maybe 40, you know, 50,000 downloads. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how many of them are unique downloads, but when you go out to these different broadcast platforms, it's different. So I uh, wonder if this J. Ron, J. Ron, do you have a podcast? You tell about, or are you just a listener on it? And J. Ron, are you? You have a. I can't tell by your picture if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't really matter if you're a man or a woman. I. I mean, it does matter to you, but I mean, it doesn't matter to us. We're just happy that you're. This is the first person that's not. Uh, that's actually contacted us through the chat room. So it's really right. nice. Yeah. So we are opening up on Monday. The restaurant I work at, the Catch Steve. And you are freak. You and your wife are frequent guests there. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, John, J. Ron, thank you for listening. I hope, uh, I hope we can keep up some semblance of quality. I apologize if it's been off. And uh, thank you for being a listener. Uh, and you're listening live too, so that's amazing. I think sent it to the the one p.m. I didn't predict. I didn't give a. Uh, we are live. I did tell you that, right, Steve? Yes. Okay. So I didn't want you. Um, we're opening. We're opening uh, for kind of like abbreviated hours. We're open from twelve to eight. Okay. And the rest we'll be, the, we'll be in. Yeah. Um, so I just want to announce this, Jay Ron. I'm just going to announce this other stuff, and I'm going to talk directly to you for a little while. And we'll have some questions, and if you're prepared, you can answer them for us, or we can answer any questions that you have. Um, the restaurant, the catch restaurant in Key Largo at 102 Oceanside will be open starting tomorrow, Monday, which is the uh, 18th <laughs> uh, at 12 o'clock. I'm coming in at 4 p.m. I'm working an abbreviated okay. schedule, which I don't mind. It's nice to be back at work. Oh, you only follow live shows, so I don't do pods. Oh, so J. Ron. Oh, J. Ron's a man. Okay. Hey, J-Ron. You look to be about my age, I guess. Well, thank you for following live shows. I guess we will do live shows then. Oh, I guess you were looking. You're a listener. You haven't been a re Well, J-Ron, we have over 300 episodes, even so it says episode 283. Uh, some of them are quite shit, I have to say. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm working uh, this week, and we're going to still be doing happy hour and stuff like that. So, if you come in... Uh, 
you you can't at this time at this moment as far as i know you can't sit at the bar i will be taking care of the bar tables i'll be bartending and taking care of the bar tables in there even though we're set at 50 percent. so if we got room for 30 people in the restaurant then we have uh you know maybe 15 people at those tables maybe at most probably more like 10 Oh, okay. J-Ron found our show today. So, yeah, J-Ron, normally what we do is I have some topics, and today I wasn't really prepared because it was uh, we had a quick meeting the other day, and I was getting things ready for work. I know, as a bartender, what do you think? What the fuck do I have to do? Just go in, make some fucking drinks. Uh, No, there's a lot to go do. you got to get your clothes ready. Uh, We have a very specific um, uniform. And the uniform is, like you said, random. You choose your podcast at random. I hope we can maintain you as a uh, a listener. Um, since J-Ron's in the, from the land of trailer park boys, I think you guys, I think Nova Scotia was where the trailer park boys was filmed. Uh, Steve, have you ever heard of it, trailer park boys? Um, is that the show? Yes, it's awesome. It is an awesome show. It follows yeah. the two uh, main characters. The protagonist in the show is Ricky and Julian. And Ricky's always getting high, and he's living in a car in a trailer park, and Julian's a little more get-together. He has it together a little more. And Ricky, I mean, Julian always has a, um, always has a rum and coke in his hand. Even at times when they're getting in gunfights, they have these gunfights. No one gets shot. They just have pull up, whip guns out all the time and get in gunfights. No one ever gets shot. They roll the cars over every so often, but Julian gets out. He's still holding the rum and coke in his hand. Full rum and coke. Uh, but and it's not, it's more, the show is more than that. Julian. Yeah, Julian. Yeah, okay. I thought it was Julian question mark. He said Julian name. So what did I say? I, I must have said the wrong name, but it's Julian is uh, the two main characters and always going to jail. Every season they end up going to jail and then they're coming out and they got a new deal, like either growing weed or trying to run a strip club or I don't know if they ever did a strip club, but they're always trying to run some kind of uh, deal. And Julian's trying to go legit and Ricky's always going for something that's kind of not legit, but Julian sometimes goes non-legit too. So, um, if you ever get a chance, listeners out there, if you had a chance to watch Trailer Park Boys, I know that um, that uh, there's, you're running out of shows to listen to. Trailer Park Boys, there's a lot of episodes, so that'll acu- that'll occupy you if you're going to veg out for something like that. Probably occupy you for a week. Uh, there's tons of episodes there, and they have a couple movies. So I mentioned that the catch will be open. You said that the uh, the restaurant your wife works at. Um, isn't open yet, so we can make. Uh, oh, Trailer Park Boy kidnap Alec Lifeson. Okay, oh, Trailer Park Boy kidnap. If, if you hear me just refer to something, Steve, it's just because I, I got a comment from J. Ron. Yeah. Um, the um, they they have no. They're not speculating when. I guess they're waiting because they're such a. She works at the original uh, Mrs. Max, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's such it's a very, very small, very small place. So it would be very hard to maintain uh, six feet and yeah. 
and they got the other place. It's a little more roomier with the. Uh, uh, did they put outside tables out there? They they do have outside seating. Yeah, yeah. on one side of the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where. Um, that's why uh, where a lot of restaurants get, uh, because your capacity you can exceed capacity outside. You can exceed the percentage capacity if you use the outside. If your inside mm-hmm. capacity is like fifty. On Monday, you can go up to 20, uh, 25. So okay. our capacity at the um, restaurant's 150, and we can go up to 75, which makes it a lot uh, easier to maintain a profit if we get to that. Um, anecdotally, anecdotally, I've been looking at some of the restaurants that opened, and uh, they – they look like they got like 15, 20 people at most, if that. Yesterday right. afternoon, we're riding the bikes uh, down into central Key Largo. And, uh, J. Ron, I don't know if you've ever been down here at Key Largo. We're, uh, the whole town is around 10,000 people, and that's people that sit here. Uh, are we two cooks? No, we're not two cooks. Uh, J. Ron asked if we are two cooks. Uh, no, the show's called Florida Keys Bartender. So I am a bartender. Uh, maybe you didn't see the name. I don't know how it comes up with search in there, but it's Florida Keys bartender, or not, not Florida Keys chefs. Did we talk about any cooking or anything yet? Not to my knowledge. Okay. <laughs> so no, J. Ron, we are not. We are not cooks. We are. Uh, I'm a bartender, and uh, Steve has his. A company called Key Largo Comics and does another job which you never talk about. No, you still don't. You don't want to talk about. No, I can talk about it. It's what you, not that exciting. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Uh, okay. Well, I do. Uh, I do compliance for a um, financial services firm. So, yeah, kind of dry. <laughs> what kind? What does compliance? Uh, oh, it says. So we just, we, yeah, we we just basically make sure that uh, the firm is following all the uh, all the rules, if you will, set out by the various you know regulators like the SEC and FINRA. Um, you know, we make sure we're not lying to customers or you know things of that nature. So, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it sounds an interesting job, compliance. You know, so right. sounds, that would be uh, you could. You could segue that job into a bunch of other jobs, you know. Sure. I, if you, were, if I, I would be one. Of, I would love to be one of those speakers that go from college to college. If I was in my thirties, I would be one of those guys that would give speeches on how to get explicit, um, uh, what would you call it, permission for mm-hmm. uh, uh, sex. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love doing that. I was just going, like, just sitting there telling it. And, I mean, there's a subtle way where you can make it funny but not make light of date rape. There's a right. way to do it. There's yeah. a way to do it. And sometimes you'd have to veer against, you'd have to segue into, like, uh, talking about other things like a cookie, having a cookie. And say it could be, like, having sex with a girl is taking her cookie. Right. And I'm sure nowadays there's also things with guys, too. So and you have to talk about 
altered states and things like that. I would love, I think I would, I, I think I would be excellent doing that. They probably hire people like psychologists and stuff like that. That would uh, probably be kind of bartender. I've bartended just pulling pints for a charity event. Okay. J-Ron. Oh, J-Ron says we have a different title on Spreaker. Oh. It says Keys Bartender. I mean, i got to check this out. Thank you, J-Ron, for pointing this out. I wonder what – J-Ron, what does the title say for our show? Or maybe – could you write down what the uh, title is? So, yeah, compliance officer seeing – so – I know they have that for insurance companies, financial services, right. uh, God, almost anything out there. And speaking of compliance, yeah. uh, the things are getting rather heated down here. People are arguing uh, down yeah. in Key West. There was a big uh, protest down there. Not so much up here because we don't have the concentration mm-hmm. of people, but a big protest. There was about 40 people. And Key West, uh, protesting the opening of uh, for the opening of Route One, and uh, there's two sides of that issue right there. There's a lawsuit as of this past week. There's a, a lawsuit that was filed by business owners, uh, two business owners, I think, a husband and wife, perhaps, that the county and state are interference with their conduct of uh, business or maintaining. Uh, I don't know what it actually it is. And the county had to uh, uh, enter into, I, I think they had a countersuit. Maybe there's a countersuit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But some of the people that involved, they interviewed a couple of people and it's like, oh my God, uh, I don't want to get involved in politics, but I do end up talking about it sometimes. Um, right. The, um, you can't, you can't win an argument with if if you have to if we're we have if you have to maintain most people have to maintain if you took up debate or arguments in court have to maintain a uh, a modicum of fact. Yeah. So. Right. Um, okay. Oh, uh, Jaron. Yeah, that's the episode name. I I guess I should put Keys Bartender, and I thought when it. Uh, shows the episode. It say Keys Bartender episode two eighty three. I didn't have to put it in, but it, it just shows the. Uh, it just shows the title of the episode. Okay, yeah, Jay Ron. There's also that, that means there's two hundred eighty two other episodes, and they're different from this one. Some of them, some are quite good. So where were we? We were talking about that uh, opening up Route One. Because and I told you about the uh, getting back to anecdotal evidence, driving down or riding down the uh, the highway, the bike path along the highway, watching some of these restaurants. It looked like there's at best there was 15 people in there. So it's going to be rough going. I think we're going to. Um, well, life is politics. You're right, Jay Ron. Uh, the uh, when you have to when you have to make an argument, you have to base it on facts in a courtroom or in a debate. In, in the debate, now if you have a source of where people come up with conspiracy theories and specious facts without no scientific study done behind it, or one that's funded by industry, because there's always a Petroleum Institute funds uh, 
the um, anti-climate science, right? Right. I mean, it'd be like me uh, if I'm talking to, uh, let's say, get back to the date rape thing and talking to girls. And I say, well, listen, uh, you know, I, I I can say anything to to them and I can base it on my own self-interest whenever I'm trying whenever you're trying to get it let's say if my purpose at a party I'm going straight for it like an, a fraternity party or a, a party on campus when I was in school was to get laid and I would say anything in order to do that right and not all of it was factual right he said it would be a good time. I'm a great guy. And we're going to go out. We're going to go. We're, we're definitely going to go out. I definitely like you. I definitely think you're pretty. I will respect you in the morning and things like that. Now, I probably okay. did all those things. Yeah. And I probably would do all these things. I wasn't that frequent. I was just getting into my groove then. So I wasn't as, um, what would you, cavalier? entering relationships in college as I was out of college. So, um, but what I'm saying is I'm making a point that if I had to, uh, if I was trying to get something like the Petroleum Institute is trying to get uh, rid of barriers to, um, let's say, uh, fuel efficiencies for cars or coal, um, if you're a coal producer, about particulates in the air that it outputs, they're going to say whatever and they're going to create uh, it's it makes sense to fund science. No one's going to fund science that's going to hurt their economic interest when they're a purely economic uh, group, which a petroleum institute is nothing. If they found out that, oh, well, the, you know, you, you just proof of the coronavirus shutdowns, right? That um, we can tell that the air is clearer. The price of gas went yeah. down. That the yeah. canals in Venice are clean. So, okay. no, you know, uh, uh, the leisure boat industry can't come out and say, well, it's not true that boating does adds to pollution. Well, we have proof there. Or the fish right. stocks out there, like if people aren't fishing, that they're, they're in there. But uh, what, I don't even know how we got to that. Oh, we're talking about politics. So yeah. we're on the air, we are, we're on uh, Facebook and we have to, you have to argue your point with your facts, our facts, and they create facts from out of the out of the blue. That right. you know they create facts that suit their argument, right. and they have institutions that create facts in order to support their arguments. They don't have academics. Uh, institutions that do the study and that an academic institution if it came out and said i mean i if your primary goal if someone's an environmentalist right mm-hmm. and they found that let's say power um, electric generation the generation of electricity is more harmful than vehicles right i believe right the group would come out and say, listen, we have to concentrate on power plants and making them uh, green 
and vehicles are doing a pretty good job of that. I think they would concentrate on that. That's because that's their benefit. Their benefit is not to make money by restricting uh, gasoline power vehicles or to make money by building, you know, so it's not the solar power industry that funded the environmental movement. Now, it could be right. now. I can understand that. If you do manufacture windmills or solar cells, you uh, build batteries. Yeah, it could be in your interest to push that movement, but it's nowhere as powerful and as robust as the uh, the big industries of oil, coal, electric power generation, mm-hmm. nuclear power. It just doesn't have that. So they're going to they're going to generate as much good press for themselves, but they're not getting it through the academic institutions. Why, why do people think, well, the academic institutions, because they want it just uh, for us to shit the bed. They want us to return to the 1600s. No, they don't. Why would they? What is in their interest that we lose electricity? There is no interest. All you have to do is look at the interest in these people. Now, when they get maybe some of the arguments they have when you have people that argue that's um, when someone argues for universal health care, uh, you have a huge, you have private insurers, you have pharmaceutical companies, uh, and they, they, they have a profit to maintain. They have a special interest to a profit to maintain. So mm-hmm. they have to be able to find. So the first thing they call, they call it socialized medicine. But they don't, the people that are promoting universal health care are seeking not to destroy. They're not, their point was not to destroy uh, HMOs because if HMOs were efficient and the lower priced alternative, then I think right. their job, they want to just see more people get health care. That's right. And the argument of other people, the, the other people against it is, well, it's just going to ruin health care for everyone. No, well, that's that. But that argument has been made by people that make a profit on the delivery of health care. So the same right. thing when you hear death panels and things like that. So down here, when it comes to these uh, Route 1 uh, checkpoints, so there's a checkpoint at the top of Route 1 coming into the Keys, instituted by the county uh, board of commissioners to keep the amount of uh, infected because the hotbeds of Miami-Dade, the, the most yeah. infected county, is directly north of us. And then the second and third counties are the second and third counties after that, which are Broward and Palm Beach. Yeah. So they, they're the ones. They, so they saw... Uh, right now, there's almost 2,000 in, is it Florida? 1,000 in Miami dead, and how many tens of thousands infected? Right. And, and 15, the keys, this morning, what, 1,500? 15,000 in days. 15,000 in days. And Key Largo, in, in the Florida Keys itself, is about 100. And up until a couple days ago, I don't have any new thing. There was a total of three dead. And there's, and it's much higher north here. So the way they view it, we had a total of 13 ventilators or nine ventilators 
in all the keys and a hundred and something beds, right? Uh, right. The keys. So with 74,000 residents, if we had a 10% infection rate, that'd be 7,000. And we'd quickly go through a ventilators. Well, let's say that we got a 5% infection rate and that would end up being, you know, a couple thousand people. We'd, we'd run out of our beds and we'd be taxing. We'd be sending people up, first of all, to Miami-Dade and then to right. uh, that is already overtaxed, maybe. And that that was our purpose to maintain because we had a low infection rate. We want to make more. Now, the argument, uh, the people not making an argument down here, they're making an argument, uh, the herd infection thing where you get enough people infected. Right. Right. Well, they, they found out in a couple of these places that they, the one thing they're finding is the people that had uh, antibodies in their system don't have a high enough antibodies a lot of times to stop reinfection. So that's mm-hmm. gonna, that may be difficult. But arguing it that uh, I, there's two sides to this argument, though. You, you have, you're restricting the flow of, of visitors down here, tourists. Right now, Without the hotels being open, you just get day trippers and it pretty much greatly affected people in Key Largo. Not so much in Key West because you don't have any place to stay. But you can see how people would get, you know, um, without having, uh, being 50% open, not having the bars open. You go down to Key West, right? The experience, that'd be like going to Disney World uh, right now and say, hey, Disney World's reopened. Uh, the only thing you can't do is get on any of the rides. Yeah. But you could do everything else there. What, what do you mean? Well, you can go to, uh, maybe you're allowed 40 people at a time going to see one of these 3D movies. You can go to maybe relet 40 people in to see the Hall of Presidents. Exactly. You know? But that'll be it. You'll walk around Disney World and look at it. And that's... Uh, what Key West pretty much would be like. You'd have the restaurants open and so let you sit at a table, but you wouldn't be able to sit at the bars. The best thing in the world is sit at the bar. And definitely, I don't know, and we never approached this one. You, you ever been to the smallest bar? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The smallest yeah. Uh, yeah. The smallest bar is um, no more than six, seven feet wide. So if it's six right. feet wide... You can't get six. You can. You could probably the smallest bar. You just go right in there. It's. Um, I'm visualizing it. It's about ten feet, or ten twelve feet off the road. The bar is when you walk through the little tiny storefront. Uh, maybe six to eight feet wide. They had two stools, which would be impossible to keep six feet apart. You couldn't have a. You couldn't have any more than two people in there. But on a Saturday night. And on Saturday night, you could see like 15, 20 people crowded around there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you get four people in there, that would greet, that would greatly see the, uh, I mean, I don't know what the capacity is for the bar because it would spill out to the street. So, right. uh, Key West, if there's two ways you can open, you get rid of restrictions <clears throat> and not worry about social distancing, mm-hmm. or you're going to open up and you're going to say you're not going to worry about profit. So, right. Yeah. Opening, opening a business. If you're a law office, that's great. 
You know, you're not, what do you got a waiting room at Laws? You have four people waiting? You know, you know, it's not better call Saul, you know? Right. You know, you, you got one, you get, they get three clients a day. They're, they're golden. Right? Right. Or a plastic surgeon. Mm -hmm. Plastic surgeon could do it. Dentist, maybe a dentist. Sure. Um, hair salons right. are moving around. I got my hair cut. That was a big, that was a big deal. You did? Yeah. Yeah, they were all taking appointments. Everyone's taking appointments. But it's funny. Uh, every place I called for an appointment, I had called uh, two or three times and never got a call back. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the fourth place did, and it was great. There was a girl that cut my hair before, and she does a great job. Um uh, another place wasn't open. I was calling up just to see when they would open. They called back. They answered. Actually, they actually answered and told me they weren't opening up. And she says, uh, oh, I'm not opening up. I had an accident. I said, oh, my God. Well, how unfortunate is that? And right when they were you know, allowed to open, she can't open because she had an accident. She should have. I apologize. You know, an accident is an accident. But it would be the best to have the accident on March 20th or March March twenty fifth, uh, right? Because uh -huh. she would have closed down. Eventually, they allowed owners to have, you know, the owners to get paid because they're shut down without their. They didn't have any choice of being shut down, so they should be entitled to unemployment. So yeah, that would if you're going to have an accident and be injured or anything like that, that would have been a great time to come to life. She would have had the the last week of March, all of April, and the first two weeks of um, May. Yeah. You could heal almost any break in that time, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the best time to uh, probably go into the, uh, I know, maybe not pregnant. But, yeah, if you're like eight months pregnant and you're on bed rest, right? Mm hmm And the hospitals were closed to uh, uh, voluntary procedures. Right. So there's plenty of capacity. And if you were stuck in bed rest for the last month and a half and you were giving birth to like right in the beginning of May, you were set. There was, you get, you go into labor. There's no traffic. There's plenty of parking at the hospital. If it's not in a hotbed like New York or place like something like that, because a lot of uh, hospitals were underutilized by that. And you go in there and take it down and you go back and, you know, spend a couple of days there. They probably won't, no rush. They probably you probably want to get your kid out of the hospital as quick as possible, you know. So, right. Yeah, I just monopolized this. I'm sorry. I just got enamored that we uh, they had some uh, random guy, um, uh, J. Ron from Nova Scotia, get on. <laughs> you know that was great. Wow. Oh, we're definitely going to do a live thing again. Um, if there's any, uh, maybe possible it. I'll see if there's any strippers. I'd like to talk to a stripper. That'd be great. Awesome. What? Sure. No, I'm not, it's it's an audio medium, so it's not like we get to see anything. Right. You know. Um, this. Uh, hey, Jim. What? I have a question for you. What? So the the catch, you said it's opening Monday. Is it opening at the twenty five percent seating or the fifty percent seating? Well, they just last week. They uh, yesterday. 
or the day before the governor uh, moved it up to 50 percent. He did. Okay. Yeah. Right. I th- I'm pretty sure that's why I saw 50 percent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. I think so that I don't know if they, they said phase two, but phase three will be. Um, I, I, well, I don't know. But once it goes up, they're going to have to. I don't know if. I hope they eventually open the bars back. I mean, the, the bar up. I hope it's safe enough to. Right. Because that really will affect how I work. Because running mm-hmm. out, taking care of tables, and going back and fixing our drinks, and then running back, taking drinks, and running food, stuff like that. That is. Um, that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know? But then again. Uh, I think a lot of times when we have our one person, we, we're working as a group anyway. So when the food comes up, you know, I'll run it, they run it. So I just uh-huh. won't have anybody at the bar coming up to the bar if they come up to the bar. I hear there's people being, I, I just can't wait to have, uh, I hate to have any conflict, but um, I don't think I'm going to sh- uh, shrink away from someone coming up and saying, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, they they won't leave the bar, right? You know, I mean, I don't think I'm going to have a problem telling them and say, "Well, let's, you're not going to get served. You can do whatever you want. Right. You can, you want to sit there? First of all, we're going to tell you. We're going to ask you to leave. You're not going to get served anything, and you're going to have to leave. Right. And it's not. Whether I'm afraid, you know, if they're wearing, if they're wearing, if they want to wear a mask, that's fine. But you're still not allowed. It's not me doing it. It's, right. it's, uh, it's mandated. Yeah. And this isn't, Jesus Christ, I picked this thing. This isn't their freedoms. This is like no taxation without representation. This is a public health emergency. Right. It would just be like if there was a, a very particular uh, brutal STD spreading out there. They, If we had legal prostitution and they required everyone to wear condoms. <laughs> right? Right. And what's a condom for? It's uh, in, in most places they require it, let's say in the, um, in the adult entertainment industry. Right. Uh, Condom is to protect both people, right? Yeah. Protect the man and the woman or the man and the man, right, from getting infected. It's, I mean, I I just don't understand. I've seen these protests out there where you have, um, you know who the Proud Boys are? Yeah. Do you know who they are? Do you know what their agenda is? Uh, They're, they're, they're. Aren't they just the Proud Boys? Are they far, like far right, uh, almost like Nazi types? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're sugar coated Nazis. Yeah, Proud right. Boys are sugar coated Nazis, and they have uh, all they have their own certain language and things like that on how to use. So you know, anti-Semit, yeah. uh, racist, um, and yeah, they're out there pro- uh, protest, and they're kind of. I mean, you've got some tough ones, you know. It's kind of tough, and some of them are kind of geeky. Yeah, you know it's weird. 
Yeah, you got some weird high yeah. school guy. He was a big dude. Some, he was a big dude, but he was kind of really geeky. I wish. I mean, if I run into one of them by himself, and for some reason, you know, these. Um, uh, I don't know what state. It was Washington State, so it wasn't open carry there. They weren't walking around with automatic weapons. But when they have open carry, uh, of course, they're always going to walk around with their, you know, their automatic weapons. Which, right. to this point, I don't know why they carry the automatic weapons. Yeah. You know, what they think. What, what part of the protest is that? If they're protesting yeah. the closure of the state, or are they protesting the protection of the Second Amendment rights? Because what they're right. going to do, what they're going to do in the end, is they're going to eventually, there's people that, like me, who, well, it's kind of nice to have a handgun. Right? Sure. Don't own a handgun. But when you go out to the, the, the Kmart, there's not, oh, you know there's only 34 Kmarts left over? Just remember that fact. 34 brick-and-mortar Kmarts. Um, Walmart, oh, wow. Costco. What? There, if you go to any of these stores and someone's walking around with an automatic weapon, even if you felt comfortable having a gun and stuff, now at this point you go, what? What the fuck's going on? You know, McDonald's. Walking to McDonald's, someone has a long rifle over their shoulder. Um, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I just don't don't get it. And what it is, it's making the people, there's people that want 100% to have their gun rights in it. Maybe a long rifle. I think I should be able to have a high gun. Or, or, I'm, I'm, there, there's a people that I want to have a, a, mach, a machine gun. I want to have an assault rifle. I want to have that. Okay, that's on one extreme end. And then there's people say, I should have, I like having my handguns. I like having a concealed weapon permit. Yeah, okay. You got that. And then you got the people that joined the NRA because, oh, well, you know what? I like having a handgun to protect my house. Right? Right. And then all of a sudden you go, wait a second. You're taking your seven-year-old kid out and there's three guys walking around with their automatic weapons. And you go, I don't feel safe anymore. Right. And these police officers that, you know, the police officers that got to say, well, I believe in your Second Amendment right. I'm like this. A police officer looking at it and go like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? If you're a police officer and you see all these people walking around with uh, rifles. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't understand the, 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 the reasoning for having Yeah, the guy goes speeding. Rifle. If you got to pull the guy over and he has an automatic, I mean, he's walking with an automatic rifle on his shoulder, right? You see all these guys. Yeah. What do they have in the car with them? Yeah, the outlaws. What? Uh, Canada outlawed them. Yeah. Canada did for a reason. For, uh, yeah. uh, for a good reason. Why they, they just recently did that. But, I mean, imagine when you have to pull these guys over. You go to a rally and stuff like that. And a guy's speeding out away from a rally. You're pretty right. much certain that not only does that guy have a long rifle, he has a couple handguns. And you're pulling over a guy with a handgun. You know, so. Yeah. One good thing is they really can't walk into a bar with them. Right? Can you not? I don't know. Can you not? We're not supposed to drink. Right. That makes uh, sense. 
you're not supposed to drink. If you come in, you eat, and it goes like this. So, uh, luckily, Florida isn't that kind of state yet. I'm surprised it isn't. You know? Right. Florida's kind of like a business conservative thing, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't really need all, you know, say, hey, wait a second, we don't want any salt, right? You don't want your walking in store with salt, right? I mean, I'm sure these other states that became open carry and stuff like that, a lot of these people that voted for it probably thought, holy shit, I didn't think they'd go this far with it. Right. Or maybe they didn't vote for it. Maybe they found uh, when they went to Supreme Court, they say, listen, you're just not allowed to have it. You have to get a concealed weapon permit. But if you carry it in the open, you don't need to have a, the permit. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a legal challenge for, but I, I guess I'll find out. I hope it's not a rule that they, they purposely went out and said, yeah, you can carry any weapon you want out in the open. Wow. You know? Yeah. Right. So, uh, do you own any weapons? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I don't even I mean, know I, why I, I still have one. I think I'm going to... I can, I'm, understand, maybe, I can understand maybe owning a, owning a handgun or even a shotgun. I just, I just don't get the whole automatic weapon thing. I think that should be all lost, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand what they're waiting for when they're going there. I don't even. More yeah. and more mass shootings, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's what they're made for. I mean, was it, who wrote that song? Leonard Skinner? Yeah. Saturday Night Special. <laughs> they'd Saturday have to change. Special. They'd have to change it because it was a Saturday Night Special. It wasn't automatic weapons back then. No. You know, there weren't a lot of them. So, right. I mean, you know, maybe be... in the military where, where they serve a purpose, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, it's a shame that their penis doesn't work right. They have to go and substitute it for that. So, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, J. Ron signed off. We had our first. I had a first go back and forth. Uh, I told you we had 400 downloads from Washington, Virginia. I'm going to post it there. Uh, and if you have any fr- if people in Washington, Virginia, uh, wonder if they even have a mayor. To contact me at keysbartender.com. The email is addressed there. But you can contact me at jim at keysbartender.com. That's my email address. And we'd be happy to have someone from your area. Sounds like you're a big fan. I I wouldn't be surprised that if Washington, well, Washington, Virginia is on the other side of the mountains from that guy, Joel. You know that psychologist that was on Uh the show? He's staying in Virginia with his daughter. Right. So I thought it was him because he wasn't aware of uh-huh. how technology works and stuff like that necessarily. It was funny. I told you with Luke, uh, one of the guys on the show last year and a year, you know, uh, for about a year, that I asked him, I said, Luke, do you ever listen to the shows? Because, no, I don't know how to get it. And Luke was on about <laughs> 80 shows. Yeah. Luke was on 80 shows, and he says, no, I don't know how to get it. And I said, you don't listen to the show? And I said, and then I asked Bill, I go, Bill, do you ever uh, listen to shows? Do you tell other people to listen to it? No, I don't know how to get it. I went, Luke, no, Bill knew how to get it. But he just didn't listen to the show. And uh, Luke 
didn't know, didn't tell anybody. He just he I think he thought I was just recording him sometimes. You know? <laughs> just recording yeah. him for like one of those tapes for posterity's sake that go into uh the Library of Congress. The years from now to come in. Uh, but you know what? This is posterity's sake. We ha- I have hundreds of episodes, and you've been on a decent amount of them. Oh, the schedule's going to be hey. changing, so there won't be any fri- there won't be any more Friday night shows, Saturday night shows, or Sunday night shows, or Sunday day shows. So it'll be all confined to Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. I mean, I could I could do some days, but you're you're never available during the day. Not really. It's tough. Yeah. Maybe okay. Maybe on a Saturday or something like that. Uh, well, I'm off. Wait, Tuesday and Thursday night. Tuesday and Thursday night. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday nights are okay. And maybe Thursdays too. Yeah. Tuesday. Well, it'll be Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday night. Okay. Yeah, those will be okay for me. I think. See, I think of what I'm going to try to do um, is do a live show and a recorded show. I still want to do four shows a week. Uh-huh. Because. Yep, if it gets if it get down to you know five thousand, six thousand downloads a month, then I'm golden. You know, I actually I got to yeah. get on the board and figure out this affiliate marketing because then I can go back to. Uh, I I I think my schedule will go down to like uh, I'll take Sunday off. Mm-hmm. So and then so that'll only be four, working four days a week, and then by the end of summer I'll work three days a week. I'm not saying bar. I'm not saying the podcast is saying bartending. So it worked those. Right. Yep. That's the dream. Okay. And then when it, I, you know, I'll be doing this. I'll get to episode one thousand. I'll be episode one thousand. How how we? I'm fifty seven. Between mm-hmm. four episodes a week, that's two hundred episodes. I get up to maybe five hundred episodes. I'll be fifty seven. I'll be, by the time I'm 60 years old, I want to have 1,000 episodes. Wow. I will All do right. it. I swear to God, I will do it. I will I will fake it until I make it. Mark my words here. I've, it was three years ago. I swear I'd get to 100 episodes, and here we are. Right. Episode 300. I don't know if it's any better than it was before, but we'll find out. I want to thank you for your time. I know I manipulated a lot of the conversation. I would like to thank J. Ron, who thought we were a different show. I guess when I post a live show, I put a I better put Keys Bartender in there. Yeah, good idea. Because it's posting the episode it just says episode two eighty three. It doesn't say Keys Bartender. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Um, I'm, maybe I'll put. I'm gonna make the. I'm gonna make the episodes. Be, uh, I'll make the titles even more. Uh, uh, what would you call that? Intriguing. Right? The next one, I'll just sure. make it. And, and, and all the live episodes will have uh, names like Extremely Large uh, Penis, Explosive Orgasm. Uh, what would you call um Win, win, win $1 million. Win, win $1 billion. There you go. That would be one. Win $1 billion. Uh, I'm uh, giving away a car. Uh, you can live in my house. What else can I make? Things will be. A... What's that? 
I'm just thinking uh, uh, episodes to get, you know, to see a live episode. And people go, well, listen, we're giving away. There's um, Lithuanian, uh, uh, 19-year-old uh, Lithuanian uh, au pairs, you know, $50 a week. There you go. Post a pretty picture. There you go. Put that on there. Get a couple of perverts come on there. Uh, right. Yep. Win, win a bride. That'd be a good one. Win a bride. Any, you know. Win you a bride. Yeah. Oh, mar- uh, uh, medical, free medical marijuana card. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm supposed to get. Yeah. And I have, I'll tell you about, I might be getting one of those soon. Did you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You might be getting one of those. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Okay. I'm still having drank. It's All been, right. it's been five months without a drink. That's great. Yep. So we'll see how this works out. Well, I want to thank you, Steve. Yeah. Until uh, I'll talk to you later on in the week. You, uh, you say Thursday sounds good right now, and then I'll check on you. Maybe Tuesday to see how Thursday is. Yeah, yeah. Check out. Sometimes we go out Thursday night for dinner. So uh, let me give me a couple. Hit me up a day or two early, just so I can make sure what's going on. Well, how about if I hit you up tomorrow about Tuesday then? Okay, okay. that sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All okay. right. I'll talk to you. Talk to you later. Bye. I'm going to play the music now. I'm going to leave you on. I'm not going to hang up on you. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, Washington, Virginia. Thank you, J. Ron from Nova Scotia. And uh, thank you, Trailer Park Boys.